Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Foodie Call podcast. I'm your host Adi and joining me for today's episode is Paul. Hey guys. So without we Yep, sorry Paul for interrupting. So without wasting any time, let's just get into the topic. Today we'll be discussing about Serie A in general and specifically we'll be talking about Juventus and uh, the current situation that they are in. So, uh Paul uh what 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 is your opinion regarding juventus right now and the form that they are in right now i think you can fairly say that the old lady has uh, run a lot of miles and it looks like they're finally running out uh it's been evident in the last few years they haven't won the serie a which we as the last decade or so it's only been them and uh, even now with max allegri back you see them the languishing in the latter half of the top 10 in serie a right now after as much as 8 games and shockingly in the champions league where they have two fairly uh, mino like teams in their group where they should be qualifying easily they're languishing in th- in third place and having very embarrassingly lost to uh, a team from israel maccabi haifa so i'm i'm not seeing good things with juventus at the moment exactly like like you mentioned like they are in a group with benfica and uh, maccabi haifa two games we expect them to win but they've looked so lackluster in those games like only in the game against maccabi haifa at uh, you know the allianz arena they managed to show up and managed to uh, get three points but apart from that even against benfica they were not that good and against psg it was like they were miles away from them so what work needs to be done in terms of you know improving their form and if you were a part of the board right now would you sack allegri i i would personally definitely sack max allegri i know he's been fantastic for them but sometimes you know you just have to move on you know i can i can think of many situations uh, that has happened before you know you can talk about arsenal as well well where they moved on from wenger so juventus have to start looking elsewhere but as we know in the last 24 hours uh, andre anelli the president of juventus has come out and publicly backed max allegri even after that maccabi defeat so it doesn't look like he's going anywhere and you know i have a yeah sorry to interrupt but i think i have a theory regarding that and uh, i don't i this is just me you know uh, creating uh, theories just because i am have right. nothing better to do but i think i think uh, the board juventus board is waiting for bayern to make a move i think they want nagelsman and they are waiting for bayern to uh, sack nagelsman because there's a there's a very high chance that bayern get rid of nagelsman as well and right now you have two managers available in thomas tuchel and uh, mauricio pochettino i don't think psg sorry i don't think juventus would be looking at either of them i i think they want nagelsman so that i think that is why he's uh, the board is backing allegri right now because they know that the person they want is not available and i think they are going to wait for bayern to make a move and then they are going to make a move in terms of allegri that's a fairly detailed theory adi i must say but uh, it does make sense yeah maybe we could be possibly looking at uh, at juventus already having decided their next coach as as mentioned by adi so yeah i think in the at the end of it if you want to judge uh, the old lady and their beginning of the season i don't think that we would give them anything more than maybe a two 
out of 10 what would you give adi i think i would give them the same score or just i it's just been very uh, you know lackluster like you don't expect this from juventus you can expect them to have a slow start they had a slow start last season as well but this is unlike anything we have ever seen uh for the past decade or so and even under allegri they have been very good during his first reign but uh, ever since he came back to the club it's just you know it's not the same they got rid of ronaldo and people were like this is going to change them is for the better they are looking for players into the future but i honestly do not understand their transfer business because they signed uh, dejan kulusevski and uh, i think they got rid of him in under 18 months they uh, loaned him out to Juventus and they, they they did the same with Dennis Zakaria. Uh, he's at Chelsea right now, yep. still uh, struggling for minutes, but uh, he's a good player. I don't understand why Juventus got rid of him. And even if you look at their squad all around, I the players that the the players that they have right now playing for their team, they haven't been performing well at at the highest level for quite some time. Like Alexandro, I think the last relevant season he had was back in 2019 when he was decent and he was rumored with moves to clubs like Chelsea and Manchester United. But I don't have never seen a good performance from him uh, in recent times. The same can be said about the backline in Rugani and uh, Bonucci the pair that started uh, against Maccabi Haifa last night. And uh, even their right back situation is I mean the entire squad needs an overhaul and i just called into question what business they have been doing in the past 2 3 years right right absolutely i think i think that was a fair assessment of uh, everything the old lady uh, have have done this season uh from from one end of the spectrum let's move to another and we can talk about someone who it's a team basically which has been tearing apart europe for the last few months and just surprising everyone including uh liverpool of the premier league uh, actually smashing them at their home stadium let's talk about napoli and uh, luciano spalletti and uh, what they've been achieving tell me about them adi well they have been the surprise package this season in the champions league as well as the serie a and is all down to the signings that they have made so i i feel this is where juventus need and even other clubs need to look at uh, napoli and give them credit where it's due they got rid of kulibali one of their main stays for over 5 6 seasons and they replaced him with kim minje and i i am i hope i'm pronouncing it correctly i apologize right, to everyone right. if i if i'm not so uh, but he has been a beast in defense immense. and he has immense. he has been immense and he has just sorted out their defense and not made them feel the loss of kulibali and kulibali is a defender that we regard in he's perhaps uh, in the top 10 currently in world football for defenders yeah. and to replace someone like that of that stature and so effortlessly and with such ease and in such relative quick time it's just commendable what he has been able to achieve and even spalletti how he has been able to integrate the new signings into the uh, team first team squad like uh, quaradona again another signing which we uh, featured in our underrated ballers segment do uh, check our instagram page for that guys uh, yep yeah. so Lucky quaradona as <laughs> yep yeah. 
Quaradona has been immense, as you know, again scoring for Napoli in today's Champions League game. So, and, as, and assisting again, he, he is just a, an amazing player to watch. I have no words. I mean, I'm just a big fan of his. I hope Manchester United sign him soon. And I hope they sign uh, Kim Min Jae as well because we need a defender. We need an, an attacker like Quaradona as well. So, I mean, these are the two standout players, but everyone has been performing well. So, like from Lobotka to Zelinski to Raspadori, even Simeone has been uh, chipping in with goals. And Victor Osiman is the main striker. He was injured and the backup strikers provided the, provided the goals and support very well. And this is after a season when they lost major players, like I mentioned, Koulibaly and Lorenzo Insignia, who has been... And Rius Morton as well. Sorry, I forgot him as well. Yep. So, you know, these three mainstays, they have had to replace them and they've done that so well. Right now, they're unbeaten in Serie A and probably unbeaten in Europe as well. Yep, yep. They've won every game and not just one, absolutely blitzed the entire group. They beat Ajax tonight 4-2. Uh, Ossiman, as you mentioned, he's been missing. Now, imagine this team has been firing without him. Now, he's back and he's back with a goal as well. So, uh, they've qualified from the group in which uh, there are Liverpool and Ajax. That's, that's what, 10 Champions League titles in there? And they've just walked that yep. group. So, you can imagine how good this team is. Immense. Totally amazing performance by the team and uh, credit to the manager as well, Luciano Spalletti. He has been amazing for uh, Napoli this season. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of this season and how we started off by saying we're going to talk about Serie A. So, let's just uh, quickly end it on uh, how we think the league table is panning out. I'm seeing the Serie A league table in front of me. Napoli, as you mentioned, they've they've been unbeaten and uh, they're sitting on 23 points. And then you can see a fairly surprising top four in Atalanta, Lazio and Udinese with the Milan clubs and Juventus to follow as well. Adi, how do you see yep. this title race going, at least till the World Cup? Because as we all know, this is the first time in history that all league football will stop and we'll go to Qatar, we'll see the World Cup and everybody resumes in January. So, essentially, it's going to be two seasons. So, where do you see, at least till the World Cup, this season going? I think the table is pretty much going to look similar to what it is right now. Because... Uh, Napoli, they have already qualified for from their group stage. So, I think they can take it easy in the Champions League right now. And they are going to rest key players and focus on the uh, league for now. So, I think till the World Cup, Napoli are going to keep uh, you know going with their momentum that they have. And similarly for Atlanta, I feel like they are a, they are a very good team. They are a very underrated team right now. And they have a very good uh, defense. In yep. Mary Demiral, they have a very good defender who is experienced in the highest level playing for Juventus and has played in the Champions League as well previously for Atlanta and played against Manchester United. I remember very clearly he scored against us as well. So, I am I am a big fan of his and I uh, am seeing him perform very well for Atlanta this season. And apart from that, uh, Lazio has been performing well as well. And uh, if you are going to look at the stats as well, Sergio, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic is leading the assist table with seven assists. He's recently so, compared to Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, I think that is a bit far-fetched, but uh, 
still he is he has been performing well for Lazio and uh, I think the table is going to pretty much look the same I think Juventus are going to struggle until and unless they make some change Inter are also struggling without the talisman Lukaku I mean I am I am really? aware talisman? of how <laughs> guys I mean, I'm for Inter and if you guys forgot so I don't really see Lukaku as a talisman I've got Abama blood Clark Young <laughs> my team right now, so I'm yeah. Good. I remember two years ago how highly you rated Obama Young. Yeah, so... He was playing for a dead team in London. Now he plays for the two-time European champion. So you know, I feel at the last time we recorded a podcast, you made a very good point about the mini summer break that Graham Potter got. It was insane. I think it was such yeah. I think that is time, and the guy yes, has just yes. drilled his philosophy into his players. I see Chelsea playing. Uh, three to four different formations in a single game. But I think I we're mean, let's moving not, away let's, from yeah, the topic. I think we are moving away from the topic. Yeah. Let's, let's so, focus on, yeah, you talk about Inter Milan not having Lukaku. And, you know, just uh, while we were talking about uh, Chelsea, it's a very good way to mention AC Milan, who have not... I don't think it, it was the same AC Milan that I've seen in the league. Because I've, I, I saw the game against Napoli as well. So, Milan were... In that in that game, they lost two one eventually, but they were in that game as well. So they have been given Napoli a good fight as well at the start of the season. But right now, it has just tailed off for some reason. I I don't know. There's I think there are a lot of injuries to Milan as well. Yesterday, I've seen the both legs versus Chelsea. Quite honestly, I wasn't impressed at all with how they played. Yeah, they were they were not pretty impressive. They were not very impressive against Chelsea. It was fairly easy for Chelsea. I didn't feel like Chelsea has to do too much to win. Uh, both legs, they they eventually won with five nil on aggregate, and that's shocking when you when you you can think of before the group stage, everybody thought Chelsea Milan, okay, that'll be a pretty close game. So I think there are they have a lot of injuries right now. They're one of you know their main players right now. Charles, they they added Charles de Catalet to the injury list as well yesterday apparently. So it's it's not looking great for them at the moment. Giroud yesterday missing an easy header as well, maybe not on form. Uh, but I think Milan will eventually get back at least in the top four. I don't think they're going to challenge for the title. Uh, I think it just looks Napoli all the way, don't you? I don't see anyone uh, getting close to them. I I think it's going to be Napoli because Atlanta will fade off uh, after a point of time, I feel. and uh, or, or it could also happen that Napoli go deep into the quarterfinal uh, to the Champions League and they you know then might have to prioritize both at the same time so that could give them a window atlanta to uh, you know push for the title as well and clubs like uh, lazio as well i don't think udinese can uh, sustain the form that they are in right now i don't think so they are in they are in the fourth position but i don't think they can hold on for much longer because we we all know that the bigger teams inter and juventus they're going to get back into the race as well so, I think Udinese is the likeliest team to fall out of those uh, top four right now. Uh, which also uh, reminds me that if Napoli or Atlanta were to win the league, this is the fourth champion we'll be getting in four years. That's which incredible. is not spoken about enough. Incredible. Which is which is pretty rare for a top five league right yeah. now because... Yeah. Because we know that Man City are bossing the Premier League. We know PSG own the uh, French League. We know it's always between uh, Barcelona, Madrid and Atletico to some extent. In every couple of seasons, Atletico show up for the title as well. And you have the Bayern but, uh, League yeah, in Germany. Bayern League, yes, obviously. So, 
this is a very rare surprise and it's pretty refreshing to see a league where you know you can have other teams try challenging for the title as well so it's a big boost for Serie A as well speaking of uh, other teams we haven't spoken about one big team with a special one in charge let's see what, what do you think he's going to do this year uh, he started off really well and but it seems like things are going a little lately jose way in roma as we saw in spurs and united uh, i honestly feel like mourinho is no longer uh, a league manager i think he is more suited to cup competitions and i think he should be managing the national team because and let's just stay for stay at roma for now like debala we saw he got injured uh last week uh so i think they're going to struggle now because debala has been that key figure in this team so far this season and mourinho's team needs players like debala you know he needs those characters in his squad to actually get the best out of his players like for chelsea he had john terry and at uh, madrid he had players like ramos he had a plethora of players to choose from at madrid and uh, again in at chelsea he had players like terry lampard i think that's what he has been missing in his later clubs like manchester united and uh, and tottenham and similarly he is missing that in roma as well so and because this is the perfect season for mourinho to actually you know challenge for the title when the big teams have actually dropped off yeah so i don't think roma are too far off uh, the top i think they're only 4 points off the top so I think Mourinho could still do it. Just on the point of you saying Mourinho as a national team manager, here's a picture for everyone which would break the internet in my opinion. Mourinho wins the World Cup for England. <laughs> I I think England need to hire a new manager after the World Cup because I don't think there'll be uh, Gareth Southgate is going to lead them anywhere because he's going to keep picking Harry Maguire and trust me, yeah, I'm a United fan. I don't think Harry fan. Maguire gets in the squad anymore. maybe not in the first I, eleven you probably get in the squad yeah i don't you cannot you can never be sure with cats out gate and i am te- i'm telling you i know for a fact that harry maguire is not a good defender for I any can, team I trying to I, play I with i don't think our ally. viewers will argue with you on that one <laughs> so i think that uh, we should wrap our episode right here uh, thanks guys for tuning in thank you paul Thank for you. the entertaining discussion so we'll see you next time guys thank Adi you very much everyone